Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Nerds Order Music interview. Today, well, I am Metal Mayhem, and today I am with a very special guest, the vocalist from Savage Hands. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good myself. Just been busy. So, let's get started. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So, I'm Mikey G. I live in Maryland. I'm from Maryland, so I'm born and raised here. I sing for Savage Hands. Um, when I'm not touring, I'm a union plumber for Washington Local 5. So, yeah, I work in, in and around D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, since they're all so close. Um, and <clears throat> I got a dog named Moose. I'm petting him right now so he doesn't bark at us. He's a husky. <laughs> uh, and then... Yeah, that's pretty much the basic things. Where did it all begin for your journey into music? So for me, I started out, like I've always been singing. My mom sings. Um, and back, back when I was younger, like she sang, but she didn't like show anybody. But my family, I, she has eight siblings. So like it's a big family. And to get everyone together, we started doing these like karaoke parties. And, you know, I, I, I never had nerves when I was younger um, like that. I, I don't know, singing, I, I had nerves, but singing was, I don't know, it felt comfortable for me. So I would start to do karaoke stuff with them. And the whole family was like, he's actually pretty good, you know, and then. So when I got into middle school, um, I started doing chorus, and then my teacher took like a very fond liking to me. Uh, she gave me a couple of solo parts, and then then I had to sing some solo parts in front of like, you know, the entire all of my schoolmates' parents. You know, at some of the uh, winter and spring concerts, and that was like my first like actual on stage venture. Uh, and back then I, I had the emo haircut where like my hair like swooped in front of my face. So like I made sure that it covered my eyes. So maybe if I couldn't see any, everyone, I would, I would be less nervous. <laughs> and then, uh, so we got through that. And then in high school, um, I joined a band and we played at our local hometown venue and it was fun. You know, I was in the band had a lot of popular kids in it. So naturally, like a lot of people will come to the shows, not so much for me, but like for the band. But I also was like one of the only like high schoolers that could like scream really well at the time. And that's the only reason why they wanted me to join was because I could scream and the other vocalists couldn't. So uh, I stayed in that band in high school. And then when I got out of high school, I left that band and kind of like, left music for maybe a year or two and my cousin Justin who is my guitar player now um he was in high school still and he had just started a band and that was back in like maybe around like 2010 or 11 and it kind of made me jealous because I was like dude like fucking you know you started a band and didn't ask me if I wanted to be in it and you know, it just so happened that their vocalist wasn't working out, so I joined their band, and then 
Justin and I have been playing ever since. He's still, you know, one of the main writers of Savage Hands. And for the previous band, he was like the only writer. And uh, yeah, so from that other band, we kind of just moved forward and got some local local buzz going on, did a little bit of regional touring, hooked up with our producer, Andrew Bayless, in around 2012, 13. Um, and he saw something in us. So, you know, he pushed us to a different avenue and the old band kind of fell apart. So we kept some of the guys from that recruited, uh, the guys who we have now. And then we started Savage Hands and started all over. Uh, we actually wrote the EP, the Barely Alive EP in 2015 before we even had our band name. But, and what we were doing was we kind of like wrote the music and then created the name around the music. You know, after we had all the music ready, I think we went to my producer's place and we were just kind of having a chill night, you know, all night long writing stuff down on paper and words and circle them and tracing back to other ones to see what would work best and uh that's kind of how we came up with the name you know there was like over 100 words on a paper and a bunch of different marker colors circles squares stars asterisks like whatever around words that we liked and then uh savage and then land actually came up first like savage land and um I think I think we started laughing because we were like, oh, this is like Candyland or something. And uh, somebody ended up saying, what about Savage Hands? You know, and we were like, that's kind of cool. And we kind of like, you know, weighed our options and sent it, the name idea to a few people that were working with us on our team at the time and, and ended up sticking. So yeah, that's pretty much how like, it all began for me, you know, as like a little, a fun thing to do to break out of my shell when I was younger until, uh, you know, going through middle school and finding out who I was, you know, as far as like my personality and, and what I like. And I also, I mean, like I went to a couple of concerts when I was younger too. And I really, like every time I saw the vocalists up there, I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Like, I want that to be me. I, I, I don't know why I felt like that when I was younger, but it just felt so cool. So, and here I am. <laughs> Honestly, like you guys have done so well so far from everything I've heard. I just, I just fall in love with the music since the day I heard it. Thank you. I, uh, I really appreciate that. We've been, we've been grinding, like not so much like this pandemic year. Um, I mean, we have, we have been writing a lot. We have like, a lot of demos done and just kind of like the pandemic we've just been taking personal time you know getting certain affairs in order like um if the pandemic didn't happen I wouldn't have been able to sell my house I'm I'm currently because like I didn't want to have this house anymore it wasn't because of the pandemic that I needed to get rid of it I just I was going to try to get rid of the house as soon as I could but um with our touring schedule that was supposed to happen in 2020, it would have prevented me from being able to move out. So it was actually kind of a blessing for me. Um, 
but yeah, we, when it's time to go, it's time to go. And, and my guys kind of get a fire under their ass and, and we start moving fast. Um, it's fun. It, I love that fast paced stuff. It's, it's very stressful, but like, I kind of learned to like swallow the stress and just keep moving. It's, it, it really is fun. That's, that's just amazing. I, I love it. How would you guys describe your music writing process? So pretty much we've actually been kind of doing different things with this newer stuff that we've been writing. But in the past, we usually have like a, a base idea, something really like slight and low key, like of how we would like it to sound, you know, whether we have like a drum idea or like a guitar idea. And typically we used to write like the entire song. And then once the whole song was written in instrumentally, I would take it and I would listen to it all day long. And I work, you know, on construction sites. So I'd have my uh, earbuds in. And a lot of songs that we did in the past, I wrote them at work. Uh, because, you know, not that I hate my job, but I, I'm there and I feel like I shouldn't be there. So I'm always thinking about other things that's not work related. So I get a lot of my motivation from there, like just the motivation to do better so that I don't have to work there anymore. So that's where a lot of my lyrics come from, you know, and it might be a line or two or it might be even one word. I'll just drop it in my notes. Like I have this continuing notes file in my phone that's literally like forever long, just of like words and a few like spaces and more lines and things like that. Um, and then it's cool because even like if I go back into those notes and I have like a word, I might go to a line that was missing a word and be like, oh my God, it works right there. Like, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's definitely, but now um, when we do songs after touring so much, you know, I've learned that not everything you can do in studio, you're able to do for 30 days straight on the road in the winter time or something like that. So we kind of, uh, you know, we get a base idea of the song down we might actually wrap it around my vocals and retune it. You know, I come up, we usually always write the chorus first, like, cause we're very hard on our choruses. Like we always want them to pop and uh, we'll do a chorus. I'll write the chorus, like a rough idea. And then I'll be like, Hey, you know what? This range is cool, but I don't think it's like practical in a live setting for me. So can we mess with the tuning and then, you know, we'll mess with the tuning and figure out what tuning we want to put it in. And, uh, and then if it changes, you know, we, we got to re-record the whole song, but it's, uh, we start with scratch guitar first. So it's, it's never really like that intense. And then like a lot of the times for like the verses, like if he, if the guy that we write with, if he thinks that, uh, we're going to have to change the tuning. He'll do a lot of just like programming, uh, like keys and, and things like that in the verses, just so that I have like a melody to sing or uh, like a key to sing over. And um, so it's not that hard to like detune that. 
that's great. Like hearing how it all comes together is just beautiful. Yeah, I, I, that's like the best part of this. Like I always get to hear how it all comes together. That's just a treat in itself. Yeah, the magic is definitely happening when we're recording. I, I so I'm about to actually I'm going to Nashville uh, next Wednesday. I leave and I'll be there for a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, my producer lives out there and he he works operates out of Nashville. Um, but I have a lot of other like Savage Hands team members that stay out there as well. So it's going to be a big like recording week. We're taking some of the demos to uh, actually record them and get them mixed and mastered. And then I have some meetings that I got to do. So I can't wait to get, I haven't seen uh, my producer Andrew in like almost a year. It's been, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him and excited to get to work. I. I'm one of those people where, like, writing isn't just what I like to do. It's, like, what I need to do. That's my – that's, like, my stress reliever, you know? Yeah, I understand that completely. Like, we all have our ways to relieve stress. Mine is through music um, or through writing the music. It's going on and on. Speaking of writing the music, what is the message behind Useless? So, Useless – I love kind of like telling the backstory of useless because it's just, it just shows how we kind of did things right. Um, we wrote useless in 2015. Um, and, you know, we didn't put it out till 2018. So useless was one of the first songs we wrote as a, as like a group, we weren't even a band yet. We weren't Savage Hands yet. We were in the middle of kind of transitioning our sound and some of the old band members, like we were actually my old band at the time when we recorded this and we still had some of the old members and we wrote it and it was more, it was even more heavier than what it is now. And uh, we kind of just sat on it for a while and then when we, you know, when we built Savage Hands and we started doing that EP in 2015, we brought that song back and we made it a little more subtle, you know, like, and I wouldn't call the song subtle at all, but like we just made it a little less like metalcore-y than what it was before. So that song, I had like, I had a way like back then I was in, I was in somewhat of like a toxic relationship. It was good when it was good. And then when it was bad, it was really bad. And my mind would do this thing where like a lot of my songs were about the problems in that relationship, but I, I never knew where those feelings were coming from, you know? So like, it just, it was kind of about me like feeling trapped and not knowing how to how to get out of that situation it was just my mind kind of subconsciously like putting out that energy that I was feeling like 24 7 you know um and that's that's like the basic gist of it uh and sometimes it's cool because like this song has such a like a vibe I'm sorry I got a dog hair in my mouth <laughs> Yeah, so the song has such a vibe that, like, 
you can kind of take it and direct it towards like a lot of different things. And that's what I love. I used to hate when people would be like, oh, this song like helped me and made me feel like so like this way. And but the song's about something over here. And I used to be like, dang, they didn't get it. But then, you know, I learned that like that's the power of music. Like it doesn't have to like make this person think the way that I did, you know, and that's 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 kind of where I learned how to be an artist, you know. You don't as soon as you make your art public, it's not yours anymore. And that was something that I learned on this new album that we put out. Like, you know, I struggled to write it. It was like the worst time in my life, you know, and before we put it out, I was just so scared. Like, what are these people going to think about these songs? Like I put my, my whole heart in here and I put a lot of like information out there, you know, that's personal to me and, you know, the people took it and and use it for them and that's what it's for you know i that's that's basically you know it was just something that i i didn't think i was ever gonna accept and i did but yeah useless is pretty much just about kind of being feeling stuck and you know just putting it out there to yourself like laying it out all on the table like pretty much like on a on a giant list that's actually why i love the song useless because i was in a very toxic relationship myself and it almost drove me to well ending myself that's one of the songs that got me out of it it showed me that i shouldn't be wasting my time dwelling on this because she really wasn't a good person and, and negative very toxic and i just my time on it and that song woke me up to that hence why i was like oh what a coincidence after learning the meaning of it and that's like the exact same shit I went through. Yeah, that's that's why that line, like in a fucked up way, I'm feeling free. Like, because when you first break free from that type of uh, thing, it it almost feels wrong, you know. And that's why I said in an effed up way, because like, you, we're not, we don't want to feel wrong, you know. Uh, but in a, like, if you're free, you're free. You know, and that and that's not just saying like I'm free from this relationship, like I'm free from like the toxicity that I was in. Like that's it's it's a it's a broad statement. It means a bunch of different things. And like, dude, for the rest of my life, you know, however many times we play that live, when I speak that line, like I literally lose my shit. I it feels like I black out when I say that. Like, it's so awesome. I, I love it. And then, like, the the GD right after it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Oh, like, I love that the most. Because, like, I relate to that song on so many personal levels. And that part right there, that line always gets me. Because, like, I'm finally free of this. I can finally, like, move on and get my life together. Yeah. So that's a big reason why I actually fell in love with that song. That's actually why it's one of my favorites to this day. I like, on, like, out of all the bands I listen to, that song is still on my number one list. And it's just, like... It's because it's so relatable to me. Thank you. Hey, and that song almost never saw the light. Like, so that song was part of our EPK that we sent to Sharptone when we were shopping. And, uh, you know, they came back because we had a whole album that we had given to them. And they came back and they were like, hey, so um, we want to rework some of the songs or you can take like 
some of the songs and just do a EP. And we were kind of thinking about time. So we were just like, let's just do the EP. And when we did the EP, like we did a band vote of which songs were going on the EP and useless didn't make the cut because it was the oldest song that the band had done. And some of the guys that were in the band didn't even write it. You know, it was, I mean, like, and not to say that like people of my old band wrote it, it was all Justin and my producer that wrote it like instrumentally. Um, but just the newer guys didn't feel like they had a hand in it. So it was just like, we, they, they wanted the music that they helped write, you know? So right before our tour with Palisades, the one that we had in like fall of 2018, I just hit up Sean and I was like, yo, Sean, like, what do you think about putting out another song? And he was like, you guys got anything? And I was like, well, yeah, we still have that song useless and it actually has a video to it and it's just ready to go. And he was like, dude, I love that song. I don't, you know, I don't know why you guys didn't put it on your EP. And I, you know, I just told him what I just told you. And he was like, yeah, dude, let's put it out. And literally like three weeks later, one week before the tour, the song went out and it ended up, it's it's our um, second highest played song. People love it. It's a great song to play live. It's just so like fast, you know. It's got that nice up tempo, um, and like he said, it people resonate with it. So it's it's a good song, and it's easy to translate live. Like the chorus is just like a very chanty chorus. So like even when people don't know the song, um, if if I really like engage them during that song i can get them to sing the words because they're so easy to remember beautiful song in my opinion it's like i said it's one of my favorites too a little bit so that song just hits so hard with me i always get teary when i listen to it because of like how much it hits hard like how like, you know you know what i mean it's no, just i'm flattered beautiful. my brother he's actually he's walking around behind me somewhere he uh when I wrote that song, I was actually, I, uh, you probably can't see it, but I have a scar on my wrist right here. I got tattooed. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, fractured my wrist in like three different places and I got surgery and I was like out of work. I was staying home a lot and I was kind of like on and off pain meds at the time for pain. And that was, I went out and we wrote that song. Um, and when I came home to do the lyrics, like my brother actually helped me come up with the, in a fucked up way I'm feeling free line. Um, so yeah, it was fun to do that. There he is. <laughs> I see him in the background. <laughs> I don't think, did you remember that, that you helped write that? Do you remember that we were playing, we were playing Call of Duty Zombies, we were playing Call of Duty Zombies and it was like 3 a.m. Yeah. Listening. We were listening to Logic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that song I have it on like all my playlists, and I actually have some friends who were going through a lot of dark times too, relationship wise and everything else. I showed them this, and now they're like just stuck, like they're like stuck in metal now. They love it because they've never listened to metal. The amount of people that get through metal is insane. Like I'm in a bunch of online servers, and everyone always is trying to get into new stuff. I send them Savage Hands, Currents, Atena, Axie, like a lot of groups I speak with, and they just fall in love with it. Like, there's one kid who was going through, like, a lot of suicidal thoughts. I showed him useless, and he got him to go back to recovery, and now he's doing fantastic. 
Dude, I'm I'm flattered. That's that's amazing. I I mean, I I hate to hear that people were going through times like that. Um, but we all we all do. I I I feel like some of the strongest people in this world are people that have gone through times of self-reflection in that manner, you know, like being able to battle through their mind because our minds are powerful, you know, and people that are able to battle through those emotions are definitely some of the strongest people. That's, if there's any advice that I could give somebody that's going through something like that, I, the way that I deal with it is I've had a really rough life, you know, is going all the way back to my childhood. And I always think about one of the darkest things in my life or like something that had me so low and how I got through it. So when I go through something else, you know, I revolt back to that time. And I'm like, well, I was able to get through that so I can get through this, you know, and if, if this thing that's happening now was the darkest thing in your life, then things that come up in the future, you know, you can think back to this moment and say, Hey, you know, I got through that. And these are the things I did. So maybe I'll try that again. Cause in, in the midst of all that negativity and, and bad energy that you're going through, it's hard. It's really hard to think. I know that I, I have, you know, it's, it's, when one negative thing happens, everything else starts getting negative. And you're like, you, you, your thought process is clouded and it's like your, yeah, your judgment and everything is just so clouded. So you just have to really just sit down and kind of just focus on the positive things that ended up happening like after all of that like turmoil that you went through. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how I deal with negative things. Like, I mean, right, right at Christmas time this year, um, you know, my house was on the market and all that. And at this time, I'm like, I really need to get out now because um, things are hard to afford here. It's it's always been hard to afford, uh, but more so this year. And then all of a sudden, my family, my entire family, got COVID, and I was there. So I had to go get a COVID test and my work wouldn't let me come back until it came negative. And I was negative. I never had it, but I was off for like a week waiting for results because they wanted lab results. And so I spent Christmas and New Year's all alone. And, uh, and then the day after New Year's or two days after New Year's, I got a email from my, my, uh, real estate agent saying that the buyers had backed out, which was three days before settlement. So all those things, those really put me and being alone, I, I live alone anyways, but like being alone over the holidays, it really just put me in a really bad place. And I was just like, man, you know, this sucks, but I do have the dog and he doesn't allow me to lay down all day with which is what I would do if I didn't have a dog. I just lay down and, you know, sulk, because uh, that's what we do, you know. Fortunately, when we're sad, but luckily I have the dog, and he's like the biggest blessing in my life. 
that my cats are. Whenever I'm down, they do not let me like sulk about. It. They they try to get me up and doing stuff with them. Yeah, very having animals like that. Like when they know you're in pain, they just come come for you. It's amazing. That's why I love animals a lot more than I like certain people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Moose, he'll 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 be with me and just let me chill. You know, on my days, but like. Not all day. He'll be. He'll start getting up. Be like, all right, come on, let's go. We gotta go do something. Yeah. He always. He needs to be taken out dog park. And where I live now, I'm so far from everything that like going to the dog park is like a. It's like, forty five minutes to get there and then forty five minutes to get home. So like we go there for and we stay for like three hours. So, you know, when we just do the dog park, it's a it's a long day. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I should probably start with my next question. Um, we, we went really in-depth with that, though. I love it. I, I love this. I told you, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Oh, I am, too. Oh, no, no, I'm the same way. Like, I can go on for hours. Um, what was the best piece of advice you were ever given when entering music? The last piece of advice. Best. Best piece. Um... um me on the spot here like the best piece of advice that i've ever really been given is um i guess to like kind of um i'll just give you one because i have a lot but like one of the best one of the best things that someone's told me is to like it's your it's your thing. It's your band, your project. You control what you want to do. And, you know, you can take, you know, fans' advice into consideration, their comments and things like that. And your, if you have a label, whatever, management, you can take all their advice, but it's your ship and you have to steer it. Otherwise, it becomes more like work and not fun. You know, I feel like everybody starts a band. That's why they start. You know, they don't start. They don't start a band just because they want to make money. Because obviously, you don't just start making money right off the bat. You do it because, you know, you want to get some things off your chest or you want to have fun. You aspire to be on the stage, the limelight, whatever. Um, so yeah, it's your ship. You got to steer it. That's one of the best piece of it, pieces of advice, and that's. We kind of bunkered down on that this year, taking taking our ship and, and steering it where, where we want to go. That's awesome. That is probably the best piece I've heard in a long time, to be honest. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, you can take people's opinions and thoughts however you want. Like, you know, somebody that is way high up in the building of the industry can tell you, hey, I think you should sound more like this, you know, and, and you could respect that opinion and be like, and, and put it up, you know, on the pedestal and say, yeah, he said we have to be that way. So we're going to be that way. But that's not always the best thing. You know, you could fall into a line where you start like regretting that decision because it, it's not, it's not why you started music in the first place. You know, music is a feeling and it comes from your heart and your soul. If you're doing what someone else told you to do, what they think, that's not that's not your heart. That's not your soul, you know? Yeah. It takes away from what you originally intended to do. 
Yeah. I, I respect that entirely. Because honestly, I get that a lot. With, with how music is turning into, some bands do that. And it's really sad to see how it makes them different. Mm-hmm. But I respect bands who do their own shit and don't take anyone else's advice Like when it comes to that. Like, you just stay how you intended to and you'll be just fine. Yeah. it's With this band, like, there's certain things that have been said, like, and we'll take advice and run with it, make it our own thing. I think that's what makes Savage Hands unique is that, you know, we have a definitive range of sounds that we get to do. And so we don't feel so cornered. You know, we can make a heavy song and still have it be like that introductory style of music for people that don't want to quite listen to like, metalcore but don't want to listen to Nickelback so they pick us <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, both are great especially like yeah. the old original Nickelback like, like when he first got started that was pretty good I like Nickelback stop hating everybody's gotta stop hating <laughs> no it's like he has some really good stuff I don't understand why people hate him so much I think I think that like I don't even think people hate them. I just think that people love to troll them. Like, because yeah. they're, like, a whole band. Like, I don't know where it all started. Like, because, like, the amount of trolling that gets put on that band, I think, like, one of them, I think, like, Chad Kroger must have got pissed off and, like, started, like, shouting back. And then that's that's when the real trolling happens. Like, the yeah. minute feeling show, that's when it really starts. Like, it- you give them something to work with, and they'll go all to hell. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what I try to tell, like, anybody that's going through any type of hazing or anything. I'm like, hey, stop letting them know. Stop letting them know that it's getting to you. You know, mm-hmm. like, if, if it's not – if they're working – if they have to work hard to get to you, they're eventually going to stop because, like, okay, I can't – It's I'm annoyed now. Like, it's annoying. And then it starts getting to them, so then they'll pick a new target. Yeah. <laughs> like I can relate to that because my ex, the one who's the reason why I almost did try to off myself, kept trying to do that to me over and over, and then I just said fuck it and I just ignored it, and then she finally like fucked off. So yeah, I'm just glad she did. I was just like not annoyed to deal with it, but yeah, I should probably, I should probably get on to the last question because we're running low on time here. These things have limits, and I hate it. <laughs> it's alright, but yeah, um. If ever given the chance, who would you love to collaborate with, whether it be on stage or in studio? So, I don't really have, like, well, actually, I do have a person. So, I've been wanting to collab with, like, a female singer-songwriter for a long time. I love the dynamic of, like, you know, male and female uh, singing together. It's just beautiful to me. And... So I'm a huge fan of this uh, artist. Her name is Jax, J-A-X. She was actually just on the Ellen DeGeneres show two days ago, but she's like big on TikTok. Uh, But before TikTok, she was on American Idol in 2016. I think she was top five. Uh, She's just a tiny little blonde girl. She's got a hell of a voice. Um, and on TikTok, she does, like, perspective singing videos. She'll, she'll take a song and then change the perspective. Like, if she was singing, she did one about the Stacy's Mom song. But she 
was singing the song as if she was actually Stacy's mom. So like, she's really hilarious, but she's also so good at singing and she has her own original music out. It's really cool. I would love to collab with her. Um, I don't know what kind of background she comes from. I don't know if she is into this type of music, but Savage Hands does like all kinds of different music. So I'm sure we would easily be able to find something that fit her style and still fit mine at the same time. I think that's awesome. And, if, and when it does happen, you want you to let me know. And I'm going to listen to that song like no tomorrow. We'll say I posted about her. She just got signed to Atlantic Records. Oh, nice. Um, so like, yeah, definitely hit the, the big one there. And I posted about it. I was like, yo, congrats. Like going from TikTok to major record. That's awesome. And she actually responded to me uh, in my DM. I was like psyched on that. She just, you know, said, thank you so much. I was like, yeah, I'm a huge fan. And then she sent back a couple of emojis and I was like, yes. <laughs> so hey, maybe it's a start. Yeah, maybe. I got to get I got to get to her before she gets too big. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am with a lot of bands. Like I've been trying to get through the currents, and I've gotten no responses, which is understandable because of how like how big they've gotten in recent years. Yeah, we. I would love to thank them personally. Not gonna lie. Did that tour with them, and it was really fun. Um, those guys are good friends of ours. That's awesome. And Brian is a hell of a vocalist. Um, He's one of the he's one of the best screamers I've ever seen live, and I'm not kidding. Like, and I've been around for a while. I've seen a lot of bands, but he is one of the best that I've ever seen live. His stuff is spot on. He never misses a word or a, a scream, you know, frequency. I guess. I was supposed to, I was supposed to, I'm sorry. I was supposed supposed to see them live, like um back when they released uh, I Let the Devil In, but like it was two days before something happened to my family I couldn't go I was so devastated like it was so like right around the corner it was so close to me and then shit happened and I wasn't able to make it so my best friend actually did the best thing for me he got me their vinyl the marble blue one and I was like so happy with it oh hell yeah I collect vinyl all the time like I have um place I feel safest I love devil in and the newest one the way it ends and it's just been amazing all right on. Yeah. I, honestly, if I ever had the chance to thank them personally, I would definitely pick that up with no issue because I've always wanted to thank them for this because their music is what got me started on this journey. So if I ever had a chance to talk to them, I would be so grateful for that. Honestly. Yeah. They're really cool. Like on that tour that we did with them, um, for their meet and greet that they did, they played games with the meet and greet people that bought that were in there they played like giant jenga and like stuff like that it was super fun like That's awesome yeah because like i mean i've i've seen a lot of different meet and greets but like that one was funny because like you just hear people screaming for like an hour and it's because like you know this giant jenga thing's falling over <laughs> that's great honestly i love bands who do, like connect with the fans that way I, it's, it's just so wholesome to me yeah it's definitely cool. It just, is one of my was one of my heroes. So, like hearing that is just makes me appreciate them more. To be honest, yeah, Currents. I I listen to Currents like very frequently, like throughout the week. I uh, their music helps me out in the gym. So same, honestly, yeah. it's like it's just it has a certain way of healing that most metal does really well with. 
it's just like most of their songs has a lot of like just heartfelt experience in each track. Like Shattered was the one that actually came into play when I almost tried ending my life and that got me out of it real quick. That's how I got into their music was because of that. Like for some reason my phone malfunctioned and played a song while I was about to well end it all and that song got me thinking and it calmed me down and I was able to get myself help and here I am. I'm glad that you did. I just got my phone malfunction because that it malfunctioned and played a random song. I'm like, for once, I'm not mad at the device because <laughs> it actually better. I just love that the band is so close to me. Well, originated close to me because I didn't they start in Fairfield, Connecticut. I believe that's where they started. I'm not exactly sure on like the origin of Currents. I know that they've had quite a few member changes uh, and that you know, my band especially like you can see the first music video that we've ever done and and then all the way until the the last music video that we put out and there's a lot of new guys you know we we still have like the core uh, members in the band but you know we've changed a drummer we've changed a guitarist things like that uh, yeah. it's just it happens, you know, life, life starts coming and it's like, hey, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. The touring is really what kind of hinders people's ideas and thought process on like what's going on, like how they're going to be able to do this. You know, for me, like I truly never knew if touring was going to be for me, but the first tour that the first big tour we ever did we our first show was in California, so we drove from Maryland to California. And on that drive, I knew right then and there that was where I was supposed to be. The road is my home. Like I love traveling. I love living like that. It's it's fun to me. You just like learn to appreciate things a lot more when when you have a lot less. Yeah. That's how I was with music. Like I always ran to it because I needed it and I fell in love with it. And due to not being able to do much else, it just, it stuck with me. Especially metal. Like that genre is, like, I listen to all different types of genres. I can go from like metal to jazz, orchestra, back to like heavy metal and death metal. But metal's always been like my home genre because it just, it's helped me out the most. And I always use it, I use it to help others too. Like metal has helped me get 18 people back on their feet. And I just keep it going. That's that's awesome. It, like, as I've gotten older, I've, you know, I used to just only like rock, metal. Uh, I went through a phase where hip-hop was heavy, uh, more in high school, like when Lil Wayne was the king. Um, but recently, and I've always, like, hated country, but recently I've been kind of diving into some country artists that my producer has been working with whether it's like songwriting or actually like tracking and recording and um i've taken a liking to some country artists um they have a lot to say too they say it in a different way they use different terms and words um but it all means the same thing and i've, I've actually like a you know just to lightly say that i've just been listening to a little bit of country just kind of expanding my horizon of and it's fun to like country music they have like 
signature runs, like just like how metalcore, there's like signature runs and different like vocal patterns that you hear like frequently. They have the same thing. Um, and it's fun to learn them because maybe I'll pull some of those and put them into like our music. Uh, not, and it won't sound country, but like just kind of using some of those ideas that come from that genre. It's fun and it's really like expanding my uh, skill set, I guess you would say. Yeah, I, I, I get that completely, to be honest. Like everyone can draw inspiration from a bunch of different genres and somehow it all just works together with the one they're working with. Mm-hmm. A lot of bands do that. Like I've spoken with some do that as well, and it's amazing how to see how you see a bunch of inspirations come from stuff you never expected to, let alone different genres. Love it. It's just it's a way to just add to the experience, really, in the work process as well. Yeah, because we like majority of like the people that my producer records now is like kind of country artists, and uh, when I go out there we're going to have a couple of those guys sit in and help with the writing process. And like, so I felt like it would be good if I listened to some of these guys' music and see where their inspo comes from and just kind of have a feel before I even get there, you know, like, so maybe face something I actually understand it versus like, all right, I guess like, you know, I just want to be ready. Um, But, you know, we'll see what happens. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i get that entirely i love it to be honest so much crazy things about music i love like whenever i listen to new music i personally like to study every song i listen to like learn the meanings go to lyrics down just because that's how i am i like to see the the meanings behind each song i listen to and finally learning the reason behind useless was actually a dream come true for me everyone asked that question since the song came out so honestly i'm glad i actually got to speak with you about that that means so much to me of course i i love explaining that song because it's just it's got such a story behind it like the, the all the changes that it went through where I wrote it what was going on when I wrote it you know it was it's definitely came from a creative mindset and subconsciously you know for that uh message to come out like when I wasn't ready to spill the beans on that because <laughs> yeah the time me and my me and my person at the time we were still like on and off and things like that so it was it was something that I wasn't really willing to like believe yet but you know definitely believe it now so yeah honestly that's why I fell in love with it because I can relate to that in a very similar way it was on and off with us and then at one point it was just all to hell I couldn't focus she was driving me mentally insane and then she decided to break me when my dad actually walked out on us. So, like, getting through that was a nightmare. Oh, yeah, that's a lot to happen all at once. Yeah, it was actually fairly recent that actually went down. It was, I think, last September. Yeah. So, it was still in that same, like, time frame as COVID. But, yeah, honestly, after that, music just picked me back up. And after I finally got my head straight, I started this project up. And it's been nice. Hell yeah, you definitely got to keep doing this because it means a lot. It helps you and then it means a lot to us as artists. We love talking. I mean, I know I'm not the only one. (laughs) Yeah. 
it's it's amazing though. Like hearing artists talk about their songs, it's just it's a dream come true for me. Because honestly, I've wanted to do this for a long time, and I've already spoken to like three of my favorite bands, so it's been a dream come true. Arrival of Autumn was actually the first group I talked with, and they got me started on this. He taught me how to use Zoom, everything, because I was still new to the program. He got me through all of it, and they're like one of my top five favorite metal groups. And then, of course, you guys as well. My, you're also like, you're, I think, on number two on my top five list, which is still like, oh my God, I love this. And a bunch of artists who I, whose music I loved, I got to interview, and it's just been a dream come true. It's been a blast. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll post about it, and I'll try to see, you know, I'll, I'll try to talk to some of my friends if you would like to do some more. I, I, I'd love to. Honestly, I would love to do this more, like. I've just been doing this because I want to, and more I get to speak with them, the better off it is for me, because it's like, you can learn so much, and it's just very enlightening to talk to different groups about their music. Oh, yeah. Honestly, uh, so this is this is more of a privilege for me than anything else. Like, last week, we had 10 bands. One had technical issues, so we're doing them again next week. But it's like, besides that, though, it's been, like, day after day, band after band. It's just been a blessing for me, honestly. It's been so much fun. That's great. It really is. Honestly, like talking with them about their music, it's just been a wonderful thing. No matter where they are in the world, it's just been, and thanks to this, it's possible. It's been a blast, honestly. That's, that's, it's, it's crazy how like just something that's like an idea can turn into this. Like, that's why I always tell people, like, no, like, nothing's too, unobtainable like if you want to do something you just got to put in max effort you know like six years ago you could have told my band that we tour the whole country four or five times and have fans all over the world and have millions of streams and whatnot and I would have had a lot of doubt in that you know because people did say that like oh you just wait like you'll you'll be doing this. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, it's easy to have doubt. You just, you got to start small. The, the goal's got to be small. That's another thing. Another piece of advice is that like, no goal is unreachable, but when you set your goals, like some people say just reach for the moon, you know, but like, you also have to be practical, you know, you get, you definitely got to be practical and you got to take, the small wins as like big deal. Yeah. You know? Like whenever someone says, go for the stars, I'm like, no, go for the second floor first. Start small and build up. And yeah. that's what I did here. I started yeah. small and building up. And I've been, now I do this on a weekly, almost daily basis. Yeah. Getting in the building is half the battle. And then getting to the top of the building is another battle. But you can't fight two battles at the same time. So you just got to do the first one get comfortable and then start working up yeah and that's that's where i start like start small work your way up and keep aiming for a higher goal each time you accomplish a new one just keep that keep that going because yeah. if you have a bunch of smaller goals it makes reaching it more obtainable of course. instead of making just one big goal because if you start too high you're never going to get anywhere you gotta like make the goals reachable practical and one at a time and that's how you build up your way to success and I see. I actually see that a lot with your group, and I've seen it do a lot of good things for you guys. That's why I've been like, I really want to have a chance. And well, thanks to you, that that dream just came true today. Well, I'm happy that we we're able to talk. 
uh, I always like it. It's really easy to get a hold of me. Like I, I mean, when like the band is like really moving, I'm like all over the social media, but right now more so just like online, my personal stuff. Um, I don't really like, social media is weird for me. I try not to be on it as much um, just because it's like a fake world, you know, on there and it it can get you feeling like real down about yourself if you like are on there too much. So I try not to be on for too much, but it's definitely like we, I, I respond to everybody. Like even, you know, a lot recently we've had a lot of like graphic designers reach out to us for like, yo, like you want to like do some merch stuff and we're not doing merch right now. So first intention would be like to not say anything, but I, I did like, I check them out. I hit them back. I'm like, Hey, we followed you. Um, you know, right now we're not doing anything, but, you know, just let you know your stuff's sick and maybe you'll hear from us in the future. And it's just like something that's slight that like makes them feel better and stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I respond. I try to respond to literally everybody and it's a hell of a lot easier if you want to, you know, if you want to chat with the band. Um, I mean, obviously, obviously if you DM us on the band's page, I'll, I'll get to it. Uh, but if you hit me up personally, like, or any one of my members personally, that's the best way. And personally through like our social media. Um, but I always respond to advanced stuff too. It just might take a little bit longer. Yeah. I'm honestly glad you did. Like this has been wonderful. Like I said before, dream come true for me. Yeah, man. That's awesome. I'm flattered. <laughs> like when I first started this page, it was more because I wanted to give back to the community because metal, like I said, saved my life. And I wanted to start spreading the stories and the music of the band. So that's what really got me to do this. Yeah, Savage Hand's story is, uh, is, I mean, I feel like a lot of band stories are unique. And it's, I appreciate you for giving me the platform to tell it. I, I always, I love, I love telling it like some people are like oh man i hate telling the story like i've told it so many times like it never gets old for me i love explaining it to people and it could be a hell of a lot longer i leave out a lot of details um but like if we ever do like a documentary or something like get the full story all the juice <laughs> it's yeah. a lot but hey the more more the merrier in my opinion yeah i love learning about stuff like this to me it's just absolute mind candy like it never gets boring to me that's like the best thing about it. Like I talked to groups from all over the world. Yes, last week it was Brazil, Norway, Netherlands, UK. It was like it was everywhere. So and learning their stories is just amazing. That's crazy. It is. <laughs> the biggest pain though is the time difference. That's like the only thing I don't like about it. But after that, it's still it's still a blast. Like I still love it. So that's what I've learned. Like with doing a lot of these interviews. I mean, and touring too, like I always have to give my time zone where I'm at, you know, I, I didn't know you were from Connecticut. So it was like, yeah. gonna tell you Eastern time, like, cause if, if you're not Eastern time, you know, you'll respond with like, you might, you know, figure out what time it is there and be like, okay, yeah, that works, you know? Yeah. Or, I've had like issues like scheduling issues where like somebody said a, a time and didn't 
say the time zone after and then we miss it and they're like where were you i'm like i was there what do you mean they're like nah, three hours before i was like oh i didn't know you were on but california time <laughs> i've run into that one time actually with a few of the groups i've interviewed from cali i'm so used to that yeah a lot of like our whole label is out in cali so like it's funny like a lot of people that we work with like either stay up late or in different time zones like my manager's from the united kingdom so i you know i get up early for work i get up at like 3 a.m so he's awake when i'm driving to work it's like eight o'clock or nine o'clock over there so like he's up ready we're, we're making business moves as soon as i wake up and then like when i get home off work like if him and i need to have like a phone meeting he's like just put his daughter to bed trying to wind down you know so yeah. like it's always pretty much whenever i'm up he's up kind of thing it's it's funny that's how my partner is too my partner's also in the uk so okay. we go back and forth yeah i work with um, moonlight promotion t helps me with the editing and he helps me make the posters for these oh nice like if you see if you look at the page that you'll see like the little interview posts we do he makes those templates for me i get the band names he puts it all together i do the interviews he like edits out any freeze frames and stuff like that, sends it back to me and I upload it. Oh, right on. He's actually in a band himself too, which he told me a little while ago. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I'm working with someone who's actually in a band. That's awesome. It, the whole thing is fun as hell for me. Well, yeah, like I'm up at like 3 a.m. because my cats wake me up. They don't let me sleep that much. So I wake up, I see him online. I'm like, oh, wait, it's like 8 a.m. for them. That's right. They're already up. Yeah. It's funny. It, it's hysterical, honestly. And then, like, when I'm working on, when, I, when I'm working on, like, a late night interview, my time, he's already, like, about to go to bed. So, it's like, and I, I'll send you it later so you can get it in the morning. <laughs> but, yeah. It's it's fun. And plus, without him, a lot of this wouldn't be possible. Because he helps me a lot with fixing the videos. Like, before, I, like, I, like I mentioned before, there's a freeze frame. He, edit, he edits it out for me. We make custom intros and outros for all of our interviews, etc. Yes, yeah. That's sick. It's like always nice to have somebody helping. Cause like, I don't like ever, I've never edited videos, but I know it's like pretty extensive like process. So I can imagine like having all that workload by yourself is just like mad time consuming. Yeah. I could imagine, honestly. That's why I'm grateful he's helping me out. Like if you look at some of our previous stuff, you'll like we do we um put the template for each band we do in the beginning of the video with like a few seconds of their track, and then the last like the outro is like the actual like cover of the album or a part of the video with the music playing in the background. Like as um just we do it personalized off each band we post. So like say for another band I interviewed, we would use their newest track with their permission and then just put it in the video, give proper song credit, etc. Stuff like that. Yeah, honestly, it's been great, though. We actually did, we finally hit 10 episodes last week, so it's been, like, a blast. Oh, yeah. And I will say, um, in the beginning, I said we shot a music video for a new song that we have. Um, it's definitely going to be coming out soon this year. I'm very have, excited. I don't have, like... Uh, dates yet we're still waiting to get the video back but it's a creative video it was really fun to like build the sets and like do the shoots it was very time consuming and like 
just bam, 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 three days straight. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it turns out. And the song is, uh, song's really good. It's a, it's not like a super heavy song or anything, but I know people are going to like this song. I, I like, can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's, um, have you heard of Siler, the band Siler? That sounds familiar to me, yeah. So they're from uh, New York. Some Their members kind of live all over the place up there. Um, but their guitarist and singer, Miguel Cardona, he helped me write the melodies for this song. And it's one of my favorite songs. Um, so it was cool to collab with him and just get like an outside perspective. Uh, but yeah, the song is definitely, it's a, it's a huge sounding song. You know, it sounds really big. Uh, so we're hoping, we can't wait to release it. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, I'm just super excited now because you mentioned it. Oh yeah. I've been like waiting for the newest song by you guys. I'm just like checking every day on iTunes and stuff like that. I'm like, where's the next song? Yeah, when it when it gets close, you'll definitely know because we we have like a lot of content uh, that we're building, wrapping around this song because it it'll be the first song that we put out since the release of the album. So we kind of just want to do it big, you know. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm just super pumped for that now. Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to wrap things up here because we are running on that timer a little close. So I'm going to cut the recording here. This has been Nerds Order Music. Thank you for another, well, thank you for your time again. Everyone have a great day and be safe. And thank you very much for being here with us. It meant so much to me. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm glad that I was able to shed some light on a bunch of different things. It meant the world. Yeah. Take care, everyone. And